Hi there, my name is Memory from the relationship school. I wanted to talk about problematic thinking or cognitive distortions, maybe in biases, but today I probably will focus on cognitive distortions only and also something along the lines of uh, cognitive restructuring, which I might continue tomorrow. So cognitive distortions are very common and um, it's important to recognize our life circumstances do not define us. Whatever happens in life, we choose what attitudes to adopt. And um, this is our our superpower. But the bottom line here is um, when we talk about cognitive distortions, we are talking about problematic thinking, which is irrational, inerted these are inerted thoughts or beliefs that distort our perception of reality in a negative way. And they can be hard to recognize if we have no idea what to look for. And many distortions occur as automatic thoughts and are habitual, uh, such that we often do not realize we have um, the power to change them. And they do impact our mental health and also our relationships. And they lead to increased stress, depression, and anxiety. And these automatic thought patterns are also liable to become entrenched and may negatively influence the rational, logical way we make decisions. And also how we view other people. So we have um, many types or a few types of um, cognitive distortions. The first one is um, personalization, where we take things personally and we attribute things that other people do due to their actions or behaviors. And we blame, <clears throat> we might blame ourselves for external circumstances outside our control also, or we might blame a partner for relationship problems without res taking responsibility for our part. Or when someone does something like we have that online, someone is posting a general post, we might take it personally also. And then number two, must and should statements. These are thoughts that include must, ought and should, and are always related to cognitive, I said that, to cognitive distortions, which induce feelings of guilt and shame. They are common when referring to others in our life and they come with an expectation that leads to feeling let down. We feel let down when we use these cognitive distortions and bitter, resentful and frustrated, angry. Uh, so we need to really uh, practice the dichotomy of control. Uh, even though we wish to sometimes, we cannot control other people's behavior. So thinking about what others must do serves no healthy purpose. The third one is catastrophizing. This is when we view any unpleasant occurrence as the worst possible outcome. We all, we assume the worst. Um, so it's important to recognize that, um, you know, th there are reframes we can make around any situation in life and uh, look at into ways that we can reframe and, and ways we can do things differently. Then number four, black and white thinking. Things are either good or bad, right or wrong, or, or nothing. This thinking pattern fails to acknowledge shades of gray that exist between black and white. There's failure to see the middle or more reasonable ground. And we do that when we um viewing uh, a situation maybe and we are thinking that um, things are just black and white. And sometimes it helps to ask questions if we don't understand what's going on. And then magnifying 
Number five, this is where we blow things out of proportion and exaggerate, though, though not quite to the extent of catastrophizing. We do make mount, mountains out of molehills, and we can do that a lot in our relationships. It's, again, good to see the bigger picture and also take responsibility sometimes for our role in the situation. Um, number six, minimizing. We also can miss, minimize positive events or negative events so, to make excuses sometimes. Um, so it's important that, again, we look at the bigger picture. <clears throat> Number seven, fortune telling. Uh, we predict the future and usually foresee if someone does something to do today, uh, we foresee a negative outcome that things will turn out poorly in future again. So we expect the, the worst instead of actually uh, assessing each situation uh, on a situation by situation basis. Uh, heuristics can help minimize time wasting. No two people are the same though, and holistic interventions are key. <clears throat> Number eight, overgeneralizations. That's um, where we conclude based on one or two single events, even though the reality is complex to make such generalizations. And it's important, again, that we look at the bigger picture and we assess each situation um, as it comes on a case-by-case -case basis. Number nine, mind reading. We think and assume a psychic role, and we may think we know what someone else thinks or feels. So we may think we know um, like our, what our partner thinks or is going to do, despite no external confirmation that that assumption is true. And again, this can be because of previous experiences, and it is important to consider each situation differently. Um, Ten, discounting the positive is an extreme form of all or nothing thinking, which okay when we discount positive information about a situation and we only see the negative aspects. And we might disregard any compliments or positive reinforcement from a partner and only focus on the negatives. So it is important to be in the moment and um, accept what someone is saying, even though we might be angry with them and we deal with this separate situation um, individually. Number 11, filtering. Negative or positive information is filtered out according to the thinker's mindset. And we may look um, at the feedback from a partner and speak skip positive to focus on one critical comment. And um, again, it's important to uh, look at the bigger picture instead of focusing on just that um, information. Number 12, labeling. Uh, this is a more severe type of overgeneralization where we label someone based on one experience or event. Instead of believing that they made a mistake this time, we actually look to them as the, uh, we, we actually identify them with the behavior. So or we identify ourselves as, uh, as failures if it's us or that person as a failure. And again, it is important to look at failure as a, as a source of learning and that um, when someone fails something, it doesn't mean they will fail everything. And also that doesn't mean they are a failure themselves. It's just a situation that has failed. Um, number 13, blaming, where we see other people's faults. And again, this is something we commonly do. And it is important that we look at the bigger picture again and also put ourselves in other people's shoes. We might not take responsibility for our part, but we focus on others as the scapegoats. Number 13, 
emotional reasoning, we can mistake our feelings for reality. And this happens when we do not do a cognitive uh, reappraisal or objective evaluation. So we need to look into um, the fact that we might not be in danger when we feel scared. And if we feel stupid, then we it might not, it doesn't mean that's true. Maybe something happened and we did something, but we can actually objectively evaluate that and change our behavior in, in future. Number 14, always being right. We internalize opinions as facts and fail to consider other people's input and feelings in a debate or discussion. And we, we might not objectively evaluation, evaluate information that's incoming and just look at how we've decided that this is what it is in this moment in time. So we need to take a step back again. It can help to look at the bigger picture. Number 14, self-serving bias. Um, we attribute all positive events to our character while seeing any negative events as outside of our control. And this prevents us from admitting flaws or mistakes um, in a distorted reality where we can do no wrong, just like always being right. And again, we are human, we make mistakes, we need to admit that. Number 14, fallacy of fairness. We feel resentful because we think we know what is fair, but other people won't agree with us. And while growing up, when things are not going our way, our parents tell us that life is not fair. So we go through life measuring every situation, trying to look for fairness. And we can begin to feel resentful and helpless and hopeless when things are not going our way. And it's important to look into this really and recognize that um, uh, not everyone is going to treat us as we want to be treated. And um, that we need to have tools to manage uncertainty and things that happen. Number 15, Evans reward fallacy. We might believe that it will eventually pay off if we make sacrifices because we believe in a higher power uh, keeping score. So we might feel that we need to work hard to get paid. And, when that, and then when that does not happen, we can feel bitter because the reward did not come. And um, so it is important that we, we really create boundaries for ourselves and do what we need to do and do what we can and not really over-sacrifice ourselves. That's important. Number 16, the fallacy of change, where we believe that other people must change their behavior for us to be happy. We mostly do that. Uh, because we struggle to control ourselves. So we are expecting other people to change themselves, to control themselves, and um, so that we can be happy, we can have some successes. And this does not work, really. So it's important, again, to objectively evaluate and to work on ourselves. And um, 16, the control fallacy. We might feel that things are internally controlled and we we'll put ourselves through, you know, at forward, we put ourselves at, at fault, even though what has happened is outside our control. And we also might blame ourselves if others are not happy. And um, for some, though, they think things are externally controlled and they might blame their boss, the government, or other people for their poor work performance. So it's important to look into that and recognize that um, we have a responsibility about how we do our lives and how we focus on our lives. Number 21, unrelenting standards. This, this, this is uh, where we might have unrealistic high standards, which we believe would help avoid catastrophe, catastrophes. And we might be too critical to ourselves and to others um, to maintain those standards. 
So, so it is important that we learn to sit with our with our judgments or our feelings or our thoughts and find ways that we can reframe them, find ways to uh, manage our negative thoughts in an objective evaluation and look into reframes and look into role reversals whenever we are, we are pay, faced with um, problematic thinking. I will be coming back tomorrow to share uh, more thoughts on um, managing negative thoughts or problematic thinking and also talking about judgmentalism. I hope that's helpful and I hope I'll see you again tomorrow. Quality life before relationships and see you soon. Hi there, it's Mamre from Friends Abroad Relationship School. And um, from Friends Abroad Relationship School. So moving on from yesterday, I wanted to share some tips on cognitive restructuring or reframing or managing problematic thinking. I spoke about cognitive distortions and some of them include generalizations where we need to assess each situation on a case-by-case -case basis. In fact, with anything we encounter in life, it's important that we assess it on a case-by-case -case basis and apply appropriate interventions and tools. And when we start to catastrophize and look at something as severe, we want to really zoom out and look into other perspective. But that requires practice. And the first thing I normally like to recommend is that you do an objective evaluation of a trigger. If you are uh, having challenges with your thinking, instead of generalizing your thinking pattern on a day-to-day -day basis, where you are sat down or you getting into an encounter with somebody and you start to catastrophize or you have um, negative thoughts or you react, um, take a step back, take a deep breath and articulate what's going on. Put it in words, I am feeling like this uh, or I'm thinking these thoughts, but those thoughts come with feelings. I'm feeling like this because this has happened. And then look into the accompanying factors, what was happening before that, as well as also anything that might cause you to have these negative thoughts. Uh, is this anxiety you already have? Is this a pre-existing condition, something that you struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis? Also, do you have any other problems that are in your life right now? Is there something that might worsen your thought pattern or your triggers? And then look into uh, a score. Give yourself a score from 0 to 10, 0 calm, 10, very distressed. And then assess your bodily manifestation of that situation, your sensations, images, feelings, and also look into the thoughts. And then ask yourself why you are thinking and feeling as you are and look into 
um, parenting yourself with five love languages and five senses and take deep breaths, uh, practice the VU, which can interpret, interrupt your thoughts, as well as um, creating fit for purpose solutions for your situations and parenting yourself, hugging yourself like a child you love. Really in that moment, you want to um, look in at yourself or consider yourself as a child who is distressed and um, you want to give yourself the love that you probably a child would need in a similar situation so that's really important to do and then if you continue to have those negative thoughts there are things that you might want to consider doing um, for cognitive restructuring practices that you might want to do when you sit down when you do your ob objective evaluation obviously you are going to apply reframes what are the thoughts uh, can i consider in this situation what are the perspectives out there as well as uh, role reversal, putting yourself into the shoes of the other person and maybe viewing the, the situation or opposition from their perspective. That can be really helpful for you to explore or find out what might be happening uh, in the situation that you might not have looked into. Because we have a tendency to conclude situations based on what we think or what we want, but actually we might not have the bigger picture. You might not understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, and uh, I might not understand why you are doing what you are doing. So if I zoom out and I also put myself in your shoes, I might get some answers that um, I wasn't aware of or I might have an idea, uh, a bit of an idea of what's going on in you. Um, and and also um, the next thing you want to do is to look into other ways to minimize your um, negative thoughts. The VU can help just a continuous VU or intermittent VU, that can be helpful. Journaling, um, reframes is also quite powerful as it can help you to reflect as you are going through these negative thoughts and apply reframes and you want to do breath work and meditation to reduce the mind body gap and that helps you to move out of your head and get into your body um, and to feel more hi there um and um if you want to speak, let me know when I've just finished this. It's it's like a post, but if you want to speak, you are welcome. And you want to focus on something you are excited about, like a project or plan. But that's after addressing the whole situation. And you can also perform physical exercise to remove your focus from negative thoughts. Focus on gratitude and affirmations to bring you back to the present moment you can count you can do five four three two one five things you see four things you can touch and feel three things or three sounds you hear two smells and one taste um, so that can really help you to uh, let me see if i can add you i've got this yeah okay that can help you to um to to ground, to stay in the present. And you can establish new habits in your life to focus your attention on instead of negative thoughts. Uh, few challenging things that you can do, uh, challenges, focus on your interests, 
you can also allocate a negative thought, some thinking time. If the, you've got something bothering you, for example, you are up with your ex and you are still really raw from the uh, breakup. So allocate them 20 minutes, uh, four times a day, and make sure after that 20 minutes, you do an objective evaluation and you let go. And then you wait for the time when you are able to address that trigger, because that is quite important for people who've got uh, a trigger around a breakup. Hi, Lerato, if you want to speak, um, you are welcome. We are trying to address problematic thinking patterns, and I'm just having doing a run through, and, and then I'll let you guys speak. And if you notice your thought pattern and acknowledge that you need to change it, you can look into ways to journal to change your negative thoughts. You can look into finding a group of people who are into self-development and share um, tips and also share your feedback. And you can also talk to yourself like someone you love. Um, so you can then process this situation, reframe it, then let it go and evaluate what you get from that uh, from what you get from the negative thought patterns, what you lose, and any benefits of positive thought patterns. Because it's important that we recognize what we are doing and why we are doing it, and maybe um, why we need to stop it. So that, that's really important. Um, if you want to speak, Okuse, you are welcome to speak. Lerato, you are also welcome to speak. Um, but um, I'll, I'll continue whilst I wait for someone to speak. The other things you can do when you have negative thoughts is um, progressive muscle relaxation. This is an exercise I would recommend that you look up uh, where you relax every muscle group. And that just brings you back into your body uh, and out of your head. But again, as I said, do these things when you have addressed the trigger itself and you have parented yourself. Because think of yourself like a child you love. If they come back from school and they've got a problem, what do you do for them? And when you when they tell you, you don't just ignore it, you address it. How are you feeling? What happened? And what can we do? And we look into things to do. You hug them, you tell them you love them and do that for yourself. And then you create solutions. And you can also apply anxiety grounding techniques because when you have negative thoughts, you end up really anxious. Um, you can mindfully do chores, eat or drink something, focusing on the sensations, use your five senses and um, use your voice. Just speak or name furniture in the house to bring you back to the present. Look at yourself in the mirror and smile. Even though you might feel like you don't like what you see and write what is happening right now in, a, in your journal, what you are doing and what you intend to do and stop, look around you and just write things that you notice in your environment. You can also take a mindful bath. Um, hi there, Chavez. If you want to speak, we are talking about problematic thinking and cognitive restructuring, things that we can do to change our thought pattern, um, negative thought pattern. And you can also write a handwritten letter or an email to somebody to avoid focus on your anxiety and you can also write yourself a compassion letter, you know, describing what's happening to you and what you feel is, is going on and how you feel you might need help. And that's, um, that, that's really uh, helpful. And 
you can count things as i said count your steps go out in nature and count your steps consciously and um you can also count your breaths breath counting meditation that can be helpful to stop negative thoughts and find something comforting maybe you've got something familiar from your childhood that's comforting that you can hold and it can just soothe you and bring you back to the present you can laugh or find something to laugh about even when you don't feel like it it can help you and you can also write a list of positive things about yourself about your situation or someone in the world and remember when you felt well and not anxious you can take yourself back to that moment and then try to find out what can bring you back to that moment to that place again and you can also remember someone who helped you at some point when you were in a similar uh, position or a situation um, let me add you and um, you can you, you can remember that person and then you can uh, have them you can think about them and what they did and that can bring you back to the present and more than anything if possible join a support group seek therapy counseling or coaches and they'll help you to learn soothing skills and to desensitize you to your anxiety triggers and learn and improve your emotional intelligence to reveal and also heal your traumas and remember your negative thoughts from your anxiety are treatable and remember that the replacing of habits is the foundation i hope that's helpful uh Chavez, welcome do you have any additions um hello hi uh, thank yeah thank you so much for giving me the mic uh, um, this is a, a good topic and i would like to add uh, the moment we start thinking about the any negative, uh, we should be mindful, like be be an observer of our own thoughts. Like uh, we have to de-attach, like whatever the thoughts coming in our brain, whatever is we are thinking, just be an outside observer and just observe it. So when we detach from ourselves, from the negative pattern, from the negative thoughts, we can at least not identify ourselves from these problematic thinking. When we stop identifying uh, from these uh, negative patterns, uh, we can just observe and let it go. The thoughts will go. I think we cannot stop the thoughts because this is how our brain works we can just observe it and let it go through let it let it flow the thoughts will flow and and once you observe it the thoughts will become less and less and uh, it will become at least positive so what i'm saying is we should observe our thoughts as a another person so the thoughts will be at least they will stop or if they are not stopping they will convert into positive thoughts this is what i how i cope uh, with my thoughts i do not identify myself uh, that i am uh, this or something happened to me or someone did bad to me or i am not enough so i just 
let my brain have these thoughts and eventually they will stop. Thank you so much. That that is powerful. I appreciate your input. And I I agree with you about this um, exercise, especially when you are on um, a higher spiritual level. I, I do that myself um, a lot. I sort of observe what I'm thinking about and I am quick to, to um, what I do though is I'm quick to recognize whether this is something that requires me to do something about it or is it something that I can just let go? But most of the time I, I apply a quick reframe and speak to myself and say, sometimes I actually challenge myself and say, um, is that anything to do with you? And then like you say, I come back to the present moment and I, I, I just let them go. But yes, it takes a lot of practice and sometimes it might require that we address um, the problem uh, that is bringing those thoughts because not all of them. I mean, it's it's like we we've got this survival brain, as you have said, uh, but some of them are actually just pointing at something. We are worried about something that's actually going on in our lives, and then sometimes it's nothing. It's from the past, which really we can let go of. But yes, I I agree with you. We can turn that into gratitude. We can turn that into affirmations. So thank you so much. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, what I think is the, our 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 belief system about life, and uh, our our philosophy about life uh, is matters a lot. Like, uh, if we think that okay, uh, it's just whatever happen, it will happen, and uh, we shall. Our brain is preparing ourselves. If there is some anxiety, uh, in the true anxiety is our brain is preparing ourselves for whatever happen in the future. So we should uh, con we should solve that problem. Uh, so the anxiety will go. It's just our nature reaction of the body of the brain to alarm ourselves. Like it's just an alarm in our brain that the danger is coming. Be prepared. Do something about it. Uh, this is this is true anxiety and sometimes uh, uh, actually it happened with me also I didn't know uh, around for uh, 15 to 20 years I, I was suffering from anxiety and I didn't know about it that is in fact an anxiety like something happened in the childhood something bad happened uh, that my brain wires got troubled so whenever i was in an in a difficult situation in a uh, stressful situation i got an anxiety attack but i didn't know at that time that it's for it's an anxiety uh, but i was i suffered a lot that uh, my i sweat my my heart started pumping and uh, thump, uh, like uh, pumping very fast so I didn't know about it because it was false alarms in my body. I was in a stressful situation, but uh, my my body reacted too much about it. So if sometimes it's anxiety happens because our brain patterns got uh, haywired, like they are not corrected. Uh, 
not they are not in a correct manner so we got an anxiety attack but i i when i, I came to know that it's an anxiety and i have to be mindful about it and i have to think about it whenever i got an anxiety or in a stressful situation i started to manage it and i started to think about it and whenever i am in in a stressful situation uh, my my i i i got anxiety attack so i i just calm myself and start to observe myself so when i started practicing it one time third next time next time so my anxiety got controlled so the patterns in my brain now they know that i am safe i am not in danger i tell myself uh, i am not in danger i am in safe so this is a false alarm uh, go to your normal normal position so now it's uh, very much better i do not get an anxiety attack when i am in in a bad situation and uh, it's uh, i i i solve the problem easily before i couldn't solve the problem because of because of this anxiety yeah that's really powerful thank you so much for sharing and uh, yeah i'm i'm glad to hear that you have managed to overcome this problem because many people do struggle with anxiety and uh, your tips are really powerful and i i do appreciate you coming and joining me and sharing your experience and um, i'm going to close this down now uh, because it's just a short post and i hope to see you again thank you um okay bye bye, bye.